Hey guys, and welcome to Fisher Philbrick The Show. This is your host, Michael, and I just want to thank you for tuning in and giving us a listen. Fisher Philbrick is a management and production company that assembles, manages, and produces both creative projects and businesses. Our first project being this podcast, The Show. And so, without further ado, let's jump right on in. Hey you guys, hope your day is going well so far, and if not, don't worry, you can go ahead and turn it around and make it a better day. We have all the confidence in yourself, and you should too. Today we're going to go through some business updates on the company, we'll go through our business segment, which is the title of the show, that being when to quit your job, and finally we'll close things off with our sign-off. And so if that sounds good with you, we're actually going to start with a quick message from our sponsor, super exciting, and then we'll jump right on into everything. All right, and to get started right away with our business updates, let's jump to our business article for the week, which is titled Create Printable Coloring Sheets. We are super excited to dive into this topic and share with you our tips and tricks for getting coloring sheets created since it really is quite simple and easy to do if you or if your friends have the tools needed to do so, as well as there really is something so cool and awesome about getting to print out something you've created digitally, as well as having the possibility for others than to print it out right from their homes. Trust me, I do this myself, I got into this, it is so much fun. And in the article we also go over how to utilize these coloring sheets to use them for yourself, for your family and friends, but also for your business. Yes, you can use coloring sheets for your business, so don't think that it is just a fun creative article. It will actually relate to your business, so be sure to check it out give it a try, and then share it with your social and work circles. You can find it on our website under our articles or on all of our social media sites, as well as the new This Week page. From there, we have my face, or the face of the company, we should say, but essentially last week we introduced myself as being the face of the company. Now, what exactly does this mean? Well, it's quite simple and that it means I'm not only sharing my voice with you all via hosting on this podcast, but you'll also see more of me on our social media channels and creating and sharing content. This can be anything from tutorials, reels, videos, and even the new weekly check-in we just announced this past week and hosted on our Instagram Live called Monday Mornings with Michael. Monday Mornings with Michael will be a weekly morning check-in to get you pumped up and excited for the week to come, as well as will be an overall additional way for us to stay in touch with you as well as be connected with you. We're super excited for this new addition. Overall, having a new face, having my face, and also having this Monday mornings with Michael. And we really look forward to building it out further in the weeks and months to come. And finally, for our business updates, our podcast goals, you guys, last Friday, which would have been February 18th, 2022, noting that for when we get big and we can look back, but we actually hit 50 unique and different listeners on this show. Can you believe it? We are super excited to have made it to this accomplishment and meeting our very first podcasting goal. And as we mentioned last week, this means we'll be able to break into monetizing the show, leading to eventually making income from it. So cool. And really, if you've gotten to this part in the episode, you've already heard those first steps of monetizing with our very first sponsor. We're super excited about that. We're learning how to add it in. This is actually the first episode where we were able to build the episode around that. For our previous episodes, the site we're on went ahead and added it to the beginning. So if you listen back to any of our previous episodes, yes, it will start with an ad 
Don't worry, from there, it'll be better integrated, starting as an example with this episode, which we led into it much nicer than an abrupt start, but we do still have a long way to go as the amounts paid out are based on per thousands of listens. Whoa, yes, thousands, I know. So the more you listen to our weekly podcasts that come out as well as share it with others in your circles, the greater impact we'll have for expanding and growing the podcast as well as our overall business here at Fisher Philbrick. The good news though, is that as we get to interviewing businesses, we should be able to expand our listening base at a good rate. So if you have a business of your own or know someone who does, you should definitely head on over to our website and check out our application page. We're here and ready to get you interviewed and help promote your business all for free too. And what is better than free, right? Now that we've done all that, let's go ahead and make our way over to the title of the show, that being when to quit your job. Okay, so jumping right on into this, we'll wanna start with giving you a preview of what's to come, but basically you're not happy where you're at with your job and you know you need to move on. However, when do you actually take those concrete steps of quitting your job? While it will be different for each person and in each situation, we cover some good beginning steps you'll need to take regardless of where you're at. And now as we kind of broaden this out in our introduction, we understand that being in a job that you don't like or that isn't for you It is not easy. You know, over the years, we've been through many different jobs ourselves, many which start out great, some that did not start out great, but eventually, over time, whether it was fast or a long time, we got to the point where we knew we had to leave. And now each job and situation was different, and so we know that this will be the same for yourself. However, in this and through our experiences, we put together a great outline with some steps to take in order to help you get started when it comes to this overall topic. So today we're gonna go over some background, getting to the root, is it salvageable, what do you want, start planning, making your move, leaving things better, and then we'll close it off with our conclusion and final sign off. So if that sounds good with you, let's get going. Okay, so for background, as we get started in this topic, we thought it would be really great to have you go ahead and think about a few different jobs you've had in the past and your differing experiences with them. Here are some questions to get you thinking and to get you started. What job were you at? How long were you there? What did you do there? Did you enjoy it? How long was it before you wanted out of there? (laughs) How did you and when did you quit? How did you quit and what steps did you take to do this? How was it taken by your boss and the overall company? Is there anything you would have done differently? You know, we have to say that when it comes to quitting a job, it's not something we're very fond of and likely you are not either. It just seems that in almost every situation where you know you need to leave the job, it was much harder to actually follow through on doing so. Sure, it's easy to talk to your friends and family about quitting your job, but how long do you keep up with that before you actually take the action of doing so? I.e., I quit. (laughs) Don't worry, we cover this. You can say it much nicer than that, but you get the overall point. We think though that the overall confrontational situation of quitting, being a disappointment to your boss and bringing a burden to the overall team and company are some of the reasons why it does take so long to quit and why it's overall so hard to do and very uncomfortable. Therefore, our goal in this today is to walk you through the steps that'll have you confident about the decision you are needing to make, which will then take away a lot of these mentioned roadblocks that may be holding you back and why it's taking you so long to do what you know you need to do. 
which will take us to our first section of getting to the root. So just like many other instances in your life when you're having a problem to solve, we suggest starting with getting down to the root of the problem. Immediately, you may already know what the glaring and general problems are in your job and why you're needing to quit, which likely gets you heated up and passionate about quitting anytime you think about it. However, take some time to sit down and actually write down some of these problems and issues you're facing with the job. You can start with writing them out more generally, but eventually you're going to want to start getting very specific with the reasons of why you're wanting to leave. Now you may be asking, why would I do this? Why would I sit down first of all? And why would I get a piece of paper out and write things down? Well, in order to set yourself up the best for making what will likely be a hard and uncomfortable decision in your life, you'll want to know exactly why you're making the decision. Typically as people, we are quick to speak and make decisions before we fully thought through everything. Can you think of times in your life where that has happened? You say something you're like, oh, I should not have said that. Or you make a decision and you're like, even sometimes minutes later, you're like, hmm, that was not good. I should not have done that. So all to say that making a decision in the moment, and especially when you're angry, bitter, and spiteful, is sure to leave you with many regrets and overall in an undesirable position. When leaving a job, you're not only wanting to leave things better than when you arrived, which we're gonna talk about <laughs> towards the end of this, but you're wanting to know all and every reason as to why you're leaving. First, knowing all these reasons will be helpful for you to know in your own mind when you're approaching the decision, when you're making the decision, and after the decision, in that you can sleep well at night knowing that you've not come to this rationally and you haven't overlooked any items in haste, but rather you spent the time figuring out exactly what the problems were and why you're not a fit for where you're at. Second, you'll be able to speak and write educated and calmly when giving your notice, talking to your boss about this, your coworkers, as well as to your friends and family. And while you certainly don't need to go into all of the details of why you're quitting and nor should you feel the pressure to do so, you'll be able to handle these situations and conversations much more confidently if you're knowledgeable about it all. The key point in this is it's all about being prepared for what's to come and reassuring yourself through the whole process that you're making the right decision. Because if this is what's right for you, you don't want yourself or anyone else talking you out of it. That's a huge one, especially if it's a job where you have been there a long time, things are comfortable, but you know you need to get out, and you're like, I hate this job, I'm gonna get out of here, but then you don't really have things focused in on why that is, even though in your mind you do, and then as soon as you talk to someone, they talk you into like, but you're making money here, you're doing well there, people like you there, uh, 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 and it goes on, and you end the conversation, okay, I guess I'm gonna stay. But no, if you have gone through all of this, you'll be able to participate in the conversation, but you'll walk away knowing like, hmm, that's what they've said, but I know in my mind, this is what I need to do, and this is why. And then to close this section out, we're gonna give some examples, and we'll kind of use that as we go throughout this process. We're gonna start with some general problems you may find. You know, at the beginning we said like, start general and then get specific. So some general ones could be, I'm not making enough money, they're not scheduling me enough, they're asking for too much, I don't like the people I work with. <laughs> Sound familiar? You've probably experienced a lot of this throughout a multitude of your jobs. However, if we get more specific within this, these are some problems you may find. With the amount of money I'm making, I'm not able to reach my next goals in life and really even afford my current lifestyle. 
With the current team of coworkers and manager I'm working with, I don't feel like they're treating me with respect and valuing me as a person or as a worker. And finally, my boss asks for so many deliverable items from me in a timeline that is not doable unless I work overtime and on the weekends. So from those, we hope it's a good starting point to kind of show you this process of figuring out generally like what am I struggling with and then really fine tuning that down to yourself and what the actual items are written out nicely, spoken clearly, educatedly, so that when you get further down, you already know what these problems are. And so from there, let's move on to the next section, which is, is it salvageable? Okay, so once you're at this stage, you have gotten down to the root, or very likely the roots of the problem where you're working and why you think you need to quit. That gets you up to here. And it's in this stage that you're either confirming that you're supposed to quit or if there are items that could salvage the job and allow you to stay there. Now, yes, this does sound strange to say in that it almost seems backwards to decide if you should stay because the whole point of this is I'm not happy where I'm at. I want to quit, but just hang in with us there because it's actually super helpful to go through this process. Many times, as we mentioned, it'll feel like you just need to quit and you need to get out of there as soon as possible in order to fix your life and make things better. However, many current problems you're facing will likely, unfortunately, <laughs> follow you to the next job, only you won't know anyone there and you'll have to stay there for quite a while before you can even think about finding a new job. So if you could stay where you're already somewhat comfortable and how everything works with those around you and with your daily schedule, then why not consider this? Some steps to take to go through this process would be go through your list of grievances of why you need to quit and then see which ones could potentially be patched up, making it worth it for you to stay there. And now this can be tricky as you won't know if these items actually can be fixed, but at this beginning part, you're focusing in on if this could be fixed, then I might be able to stay. And it's in this that you may find that only one to two bigger items need to be fixed in order to make it worth it for you to stay there, in which case there's actually a pretty high chance that it might work out. Other times you may see in doing this that every single problem would need to be fixed and greatly, greatly improved to make it work, or even that no matter what gets fixed, you still need to get out of there. You won't know this though unless you're able to work through this. So from here, we're gonna go back into some of the examples of how this could look like based on the general problems we've mentioned in the section above. Say the first one was, I'm not making enough money. Well, maybe I would stay if I receive a raise in the next one to three months and then on a consecutive timeline from there on out. Another one of they're not scheduling me enough. Hey, maybe I'll stay if I'm able to work more consistently during the week and can get at least two more shifts a week added to what I'm already doing. And then finally, they're asking for too much, but maybe I can stay if the manager can better split up the responsibilities among everyone in the office and take one to two weekly tasks off my plate so that I can focus on my other duties and the quality and timeliness of them. After you've done this with a majority of your grievances, you should have a better understanding of what could actually be fixed to make working there where you're at doable and something even positive. A lot of times solutions to problems are not even thought of when a person is wanting to quit, which is a real bummer since there are usually some solutions that could actually salvage the job and retain the employee. And if you know anything about business, it is so much cheaper in the long run to retain both your customers, yes, but also your employees. 
However, if you've decided that there are no solutions available for your problems that could be made, or that overall you still feel like you need to leave, then you can rest assuredly knowing that you've actually gone through the legwork of ensuring this. The tricky part though, is that if you do think your job could be salvaged, is that you then need to reach out to your work to let them know where you're at with everything. So we're gonna give some tips on reaching out because this is where things get tricky, uncomfortable, and are really not fun at all. However, if you let your supervisor, manager, or boss know where you're at within everything, it can actually result in good conversation, it can improve the overall workplace for not just you, but everyone, and even allow you to stay where you're at, but staying with better work conditions. So how do you do this? Well, you know, it really depends on the job you're in and what your existing communication lines are. That's something that you are gonna know best. Typically though, in-person is a good way to start this, I personally like emailing, but some people take that <laughs> and get offended or they're like, why did you write so much? And oh, you must be angry. I'm like, no, reread it. You'll see it is very well written. So we would suggest here though, that if possible, talk to your manager in person saying something like, hey, I was wondering if we could talk about some job related items in the next day or so. Ideally, you would get to talk to them right there or by the end of the day, as you'll see and you already know, waiting makes things feel so much more dramatic, dreadful, and just awful overall. Once you're in the conversation though, you can bring up some of the points that you've been struggling with, adding in your own life to the mix in order to humanize it and make it a lot less accusatory and confrontational. That's a big one. You're not saying, when you do this, it makes me feel like this and this is awful. You're saying, this is what I'm experiencing and I'm having some trouble and it's not really working. Uh, an example of this could be within that like, hey, right now I'm not making enough money nor working enough shifts in order to afford my monthly expenses and my next steps in life of saving up for house. This has been super tricky and it's getting harder each month. I know I haven't gotten a raise recently and so I was wondering if there was a possibility for this as well as if I could actually pick up some more shifts in my regular schedule. Another one, hey, I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed recently at work with all I have to do on a weekly basis and just constantly feeling like I'm falling behind and never able to catch up. It's made my work weeks pretty stressful recently and I'm afraid it's gonna cut down on the quality of work I'm providing, which I really don't wanna happen. Do you think we could look through some things in the next week or so and see how we could better manage this and work in this area? Now, yes, that does sound very scripted, but the idea is, you know, you're you're putting a lot of thought into this and if you've done the steps prior to this, you will know how to speak already so much better than if you just popped this up and were speaking with anger. It's like, no, you've thought about this, you've run through it, you're adding yourself into it, really showing like why you're feeling, what you're feeling without just saying like, this is a problem, it's awful, you need to fix it, and so on and so forth. But kind of closing this out is that figuring out if the job you're currently at is salvageable will really be super helpful for you in the long run as you may find that you would be much happier in the work that you're already doing if things improved. Talking and voicing your concerns in this will definitely not be easy to do, let us tell you that. But at the same time, neither is quitting, <laughs> right? So if you can go through a little bit of discomfort to improve your workplace and then your direct job, it is so worth it. However, in this, you may find that your manager and workplace is completely unresponsive to your requests. They won't sit down with you and talk through things with you. They aren't taking you seriously or they've just flat out refused to make any changes that you've asked for and that you need. In this case, you'll know all the more better that the job is not for you and that you'll be quitting. 
And even better is that they will already know why you're quitting by the time you're giving them notice. So really both situations leave you with optimal outcomes in the long run. So let's head on to the next section after this, which is what do you want? Okay, so for the purpose of this show, we're gonna say that you've determined that your job, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, cannot be salvaged and that you're indeed going to need to quit. But at this moment, you're still not ready to give in your notice and get out of there. You have a few more steps ahead of you that you're gonna need to simultaneously be working on within this process. The big one is that you're gonna start with asking yourself, what do I want? You know the current problems that are there in your job, you've determined that you're not gonna be able to stay there, woohoo, which means though, you really need to start deciding and focusing in on what you want from here on out in your next job, in your life, which path you're gonna head down. Some questions to work through will be, do you wanna stay in the same career field that you're in? Do you like the field you're in and can you see yourself staying in it for another few years? Or do you wanna completely change careers? Maybe your current field of work is the problem of everything <laughs> and you need to expand on to new horizons and ventures ahead of you this could be done by you completely changing the direction you're heading in what kind of jobs are you going to be looking for get more specific in this when it comes to the actual job titles you're going to be wanting to pursue and then some last ones are what are your salary and benefit requirements and do you have any location requirements from there, you're also going to want to create a list of internal things you're looking for in the new job that you're going to be getting. Some of this can look like, I want to be challenged with my work and get to use my creative problem-solving skills daily. I want to work with a small team where I'm appreciated and I'm able to make a big impact on the company and what we create. I want a boss that is pushing me to be my best self and challenging me to reach my full potential. I want to feel welcomed each day by the staff I work with and have the possibility big <laughs> emphasis on possibility of enjoying their company while I'm at work and when we go to work functions or seminars we attend. And finally, like I want a job that respects my off hours time and doesn't expect me to be on call 24-7. A lot of these internal things you may think like, do I really need to go through that? How about I just say I want to make over $100,000 a year? And it's like, cool, yeah, you can say that, but do you really want to do this job that makes over 100K? If you look into it and you're like, um, well, maybe because it makes a lot of money, but say it doesn't challenge you and the reason you're quitting your other job is because it's so boring because it's not a challenge. Do you really want to pick a new job that is going to set you right back where you were? No, you do not. Let us tell you that. So actually go through and focus in on some of these internal things of like what gets you excited about work? What makes you want to go to work each day? Because right now, if you don't like your job, you are not wanting to go into work. And if you've already figured out those problems, you can then channel that into what do you want? I want something the opposite of what I'm experiencing now. It will just be so helpful. And now when you're in this stage, you're wanting to dream big and figure out exactly what you're looking to have in your life and your next job. It doesn't necessarily matter that you likely won't be able to get all of these things, but it'll certainly help you rule out job opportunities that you come across or that are sent your way. Being that if you know what you want, you're in a much better place to begin your job searching and in knowing what will work well for you and what will not. Important to note is that we found that when we were looking to get out of a job, that really any other job sounded so nice if it meant we could leave. However, that is thinking rashly, not wisely, and that is not what we are here to advise. 
you know, when we took the time to look into what was being referred and scouted for us, we realized that many of them were not actually great opportunities at all. And were in fact likely going to be the same situation that we were already in or even worse. So if you know what you want, you're going to be safeguarding yourself from making decisions that you're going to be regretting at a later date or for the next decade. Whoa, that would be awful. So don't do that. Okay, so now we can go to some of the fun sections of starting to plan. All right, congrats. Let's start planning. You now have a list of what you want to do and what you're looking for in the next job. Therefore, it is time to get things going. This will be super fun and exciting, although it could be a little tedious, but here are some of the things you're going to want to start with when planning out your next steps. Update your resume and make sure it is up to date. If you have any photos, update those too. Nothing is weirder. If you're reviewing applications and you see a super outdated photo compared to when you interview them, update LinkedIn and any other professional networks you use, photos, information, articles, anything of that nature. People are going to be looking at your stuff. You want it to be brushed up and polished as good as you can get it. From there, send your resume and LinkedIn to a few people in your network and get their feedback. Update accordingly based on their advice or what they say. From there, decide which job sites you're going to be wanting to use for your job searching. Each of these will need you to create an account. You need to upload your resume, your job search filters, your categories, and many of these also will email you when they find jobs matching your filters. So it is actually worth it to go on to a couple of different job searching sites, add in everything because if you find a good match, either they email it to you or while you're scrolling through, you're gonna wanna be able to apply to it as quickly as possible and with as few of clicking and adding and updating and uploading as possible. That includes writing your cover letter, that's also another important one. Many people will not look at your thing if you do not have a cover letter. So make it personal to the jobs that you have. Have a couple on deck in your notes and your documents so that when you get, say, an email notification, you already have an account there, you have your resume uploaded, you can quickly and easily add your cover letter, send it off, keep your fingers crossed. From there though, do you need any additional training or certifications before you can start applying? Research this and get things in motion ASAP if you need to get additional education. I had mentioned a few episodes back that I wanted to be a public safety officer, which meant I needed to do a written test, which I learned you couldn't really study for, you just kinda had to be smart. <laughs> which I was above average if you wanted to know. So hooray, I passed that. But you also needed to do a physical test. I needed to sign up for both the written test and the physical test, and I needed to practice and make sure I was in shape to take the physical test. So that was an example of for that position, I wanted to do this. I needed to do these two big things before I could actually start applying for the job which was a couple of weeks to get through. So yes, it can take time. From there, start telling your friends and family as well as your network outside of those you work with, that's important, <laughs> that you're beginning to look for a new job and to keep their ears out for what you're looking for. Many times someone in your network can actually get you connected with a new job or at least give you a warm lead or intro that will get you further along in the journey. Overall, in all of this, you're beginning to take the next steps needed to start applying for new jobs. This may seem like a very easy step to take, but it'll actually likely take up a few days and even a week or more of your time. If you've been at your current job for many years, then updating your resume and getting started with reconnecting with your network could even be challenging and quite time consuming. I know it's one of the worst things when you're like, so I'm on these sites, but I haven't touched them in a couple years. And now I need to like, 
brush everything off and be like, hi guys, it's me. I need something from you. I don't like my job. <laughs> so of course we would suggest that you are always and periodically updating your resume, your LinkedIn, and that you continue to stay in touch with your network, no matter the job you're in. But we also know from our own experiences that this is not always possible, it's not doable, and it's not usually the case. The key point though, is that at this stage, you're close to getting a new job, but you still wanna make sure you're working through things methodically and with good detail. Applying to jobs before you're ready and when you're not in your best standing is not helpful and it could even hurt your chances in the future. If you find the perfect job and you just send in a shoddy and not well thought out application, you didn't get all your jobs in there, you didn't send a cover letter, you a lot of times will only get that one chance and guess what? You just ruined the chance of getting your dream job. So don't do that and as much as you want to quit and just leave from the job that you don't like, you just need to hang on a little bit longer. You can do it, hang in there. We're gonna move on to the next section, which is making your move. So as for listening, you didn't have to wait that long, but in real life, you likely will. So let's go. Okay, so make your move. Hooray, you're now ready to make your move, or should we say moves, plural. You're in the best standing possible now to both apply to new jobs and eventually what we've been waiting for, quit the job where you're at. If you're headed down a more traditional and by the book system as we've been going along so far, you're gonna wanna start applying to as many jobs as possible. Even with as much training, education, and experience that you have, it will likely still take a few weeks to hopefully not, but maybe a few months before you're extended an official offer for this new job. In this, try not to be discouraged by the time it takes or by the rejections of your applications. I know when I had been applying for jobs, some of them right off the bat will put like an X, like, eh, you've been rejected, employer does not want you. And you're like, oh, I really liked that job. I was planning out my whole future on that job. <laughs> and so it can be very discouraging at times, especially if it is taking a long time. You think that everybody is hiring right now. I am a very good candidate. So all I need to do is apply to a few places and they're all gonna come at my feet begging me to work for them. The truth of that though is that that may not happen. It probably won't happen. Even, you know, I had a college degree. I had so much work experience, so much that I could offer to really anybody and I couldn't do anything. So I know from my own personal experience, like, yeah, it's tough. It takes a long time. Like, why did I go to college? Why did I spend this money? Why did I work this many years in these many different jobs all to figure out at the end of the day that nobody wants me, <laughs> which we would say, you know, like that is how you will feel. But when you're in this, really try to remind yourself that the job that you tried for or the jobs that you were trying for and that you're not getting, you know, like, hey, they must not have been the right one for me and that the time spent waiting is really just preparing you for something better than what you could imagine or are even seeing now. For myself, it meant that I was gonna start my own business. So hooray, that was something I wouldn't have known if I had gotten a lot of these other jobs. But from there, cause we will touch back on that. But once you're actively applying for jobs, you're gonna wanna spend a few days each week going through the past positions you've applied to, see if there's any status updates. Sometimes they'll ask you to send some more information in or to take these little tests that they want you to take. Uh, you'll be wanting to look through new postings to see what has come up that is new. You need to read through those, figure out, are they gonna work for you? And then you actually need to apply to these postings. And as you get to interviews, 
and eventually head towards accepting an offer, you'll wanna make sure that you communicate that you do need to give ample notice to your current employer, as well as any other time you may need to take off when you're making this transition. You know, you're not telling them this to make them reconsider you, but rather to show that you're a responsible worker, you're good at communicating, and are looking to make things go as smoothly as possible for everyone. Most likely, you're gonna be having this conversation via email or like a phone call, but likely email, and that's after you've already kind of accepted and you're like, yes, I wanna take this. When can I start? Here's when would be a good time for me to start after I give notice. And then from here, we're gonna cover a few different topics within this, but the first one is gonna be for your current employer. So you're in the midst of applying to jobs and you're gonna eventually accept an offer, meaning you're going to have to quit. Yes, we finally gotten there. Here are some things to keep in mind though when it comes on what to tell them and when it's happening, kind of a lot that goes within that. But a couple of points within this is that if you're at a temporary job or one where they already know you're on your way out, you could tell your employer that you're applying for positions in order to head on to the next steps in your life as a courtesy and as a general heads up for them. Reassure them though that you're gonna keep them in the loop with things and be sure to give them ample notice. Then when you get the new job, you can turn in your notice and go from there. Examples of this would be if you're a college student working a job, say on campus or at a coffee shop, your employer knows you're gonna be graduating, that you have a degree, that you should be applying for other jobs. I mean, really, they should be encouraging you like, hey, get your butt out of here. You need to move on to bigger and better things. So that is an option where you know they know it is not a full-time thing that you're gonna do the rest of your life. So that's a point where you can be like, hey, boss, like, you know I'm graduating, so I started applying. This is kind of what I'm looking to do, but don't worry, I'm gonna let you know how things go and I'll be sure to give you great notice that you can keep the staff up and running. They should actually really appreciate that and you will create a lasting connection, professional connection with that person. The next one is if money is a big contender and whether you stay at your current job, you could get an offer for a new job and before you accept it, counter it to your current employer, letting them know like, hey, I've been offered more at this new job at this new company, but if you could match it or even exceed it, then I might be able to stay. That is a trickier one. Myself, personally, I have never been in a position to do that. It sounds very intimidating, but hey, I've heard from enough people in my own network and just from living life that have done that and it has actually worked. If they like you enough, you know, we said it is way cheaper to retain your employee and if they could give you like $30,000 more a year and have you stay, that is so much easier than if they had to go through all of the pain and the HR and just everything of hiring and finding a new person that is as good as you, which you better <laughs> be a good worker and have good work ethic if you want to try to do something like that. The last one though is that in a majority of jobs, you're gonna be wanting to wait until you've accepted a new job offer before you inform your employer that you're headed to a new job and giving them your notice. This is when you know for sure that you're not gonna be staying there no matter what, you know, it can't be salvaged, money, nothing in the world <laughs> will get you to stay there and likely it'll be a final action that cannot be undone. And then from here, let's talk a little bit about giving notice, typically a formal email as well as a printed notice. So doing both will be good steps to take when giving notice to your employer. You are wanting to thank them for the opportunity and all that they've given you and your time with them, letting them know that you've made the hard decision to move on to new opportunities in your life. You're being specific in the notice with giving them how much time it is before you're gonna be leaving as well as giving them the date for your final day of work which should be at the end of those two weeks. 
and then you're closing with thanking them again for the time at the company. Basically, be a nice, courteous, respectful, and professional human being, and you should do pretty good. However, those are some great points to start with, and I know like when you're writing this, it may not feel like you're wanting to say these things, like, thank you so much for the years you have given me. Really, you're like, hey, I've given you five to seven years of my life, and I am happy to be going, and it is not a hard decision, and I want to leave today, but you're making me stay an extra two weeks. You know, all of this is kind of like <laughs> negating as you're going. It's not what you're actually feeling, but you are wanting to keep these connections, which we'll talk about in our next section, so don't get too far ahead of yourself, Michael. Tell me that, but those are some great tips to take. I've used this format in the letters that I've had to send, and typically they are received well. Although, you know, how well can it be received when you're telling them sad, bad news? It's gonna make them do more work because now they need to replace you. You know, there's a lot that goes into it, but if you can kind of follow this for giving your notice, you will at least be as courteous as possible in a topic that is hard for you to give, as well as it's really one that is hard to receive as well. And then finally within this section is quitting without a new job. This is what I mentioned we would come back to. And now we have to throw this one in there as it is an option to take and one that some people choose, myself included within this, although it is much riskier and typically it's not advised, but you may get to the point where you find that this is the step that you need to take. And if you've made this decision, let us say, let myself say, congratulations but also don't tell many people because they won't understand why you're doing this, why you chose this, and how it goes against everything you've been taught your entire life. But whether you're using this time to recover, make some personal life changes, figure out where you should be headed in life, or are using it to begin your own business, regardless, it's gonna be a whole new journey in itself filled with its own unique challenges and rewards. Keep in mind though that quitting without a job saying this and putting it in is very strategic within this topic because it's after you have still done all of the above planning that we've just gone through. So while it seems like you're quitting without a job, it is not void of doing the planning, the research and fine tuning of where you want to be in your life with the next job you take. Talking about myself personally is that yes, when I knew I needed to make a career change and find a new job, I went through all of these steps and I came to the result of okay, I did all this work and I'm still not really hitting anything. I'm not going anywhere. I knew that I wanted to have my own business someday. Maybe that day is now. Okay, uh, I think so. So I'm gonna give notice here, You know, go throughout that process and then kind of figure out during the summer, like what am I doing? Maybe I'm gonna write a book. That ended up not happening, but I decided that, hey, this is a good time to create a business. Let's go full force, here we go. So quitting without a new job, it's definitely an option, it's a risky one. You need to factor in like, where are you living? Do you have a family that needs you? How much money do you need? Do you have another job? I was fortunate to have, I mean, I worked so many jobs, so <laughs> getting rid of one, even though it was my main source of income, I still had like two others to fall back on somewhat. You know, they didn't make a ton of money, but it was allowing me to make the decision and really push forward going from there. So. Enough of this talk though, let's end with leaving things better because this is such an important way to end this overall topic as we close things out and head towards our conclusion and sign off. Okay, so leaving things better, as we do close on this, we wanna ensure we leave you with this lasting and also super important section. The overall idea is that you're wanting to leave things better than when you first arrived. 
Now, you may not always be able to do this, but the overall saying of this should be one that is kept within you within your remaining time with the company and after you've given your notice. Here are some tips that we suggest you go through within this and keeping this in mind. Give ample notice. Typically, two weeks is the professional amount of time to give. However, if you're able to give more time than this, then it might be the best route to take. Depending on your job and situation, you'll really know the best of how much time to give. If you're one of many, many, many employees, then two weeks is likely a good amount of time. If you're in a small startup with just a handful of employees, then you're gonna be wanting to give upwards of around a month's notice. It really depends on where you're at, the job you have, and really how nice of a person do you wanna be and do you wanna keep these connections afterwards? Because you know in your own job, the busy seasons of the business, if you're in a small company, are you gonna quit when they are the busiest? You should not do that. You have just burnt so many bridges. They have sent you off and are never gonna see you again. You cannot get anything more from that person. So ample notice is really important. It will change based on who you are, the job you're in, the position you're in, the season of when you're giving this notice. From there, if possible and appropriate, offer to train your placements and share your own knowledge and expertise on the position with members in the company. You're wanting to leave them in the best standing possible and offering to train and actually training people to take over your position will be a huge help for the company as well as shed good light on yourself and towards your overall work ethic. From there, stay positive in your remaining time and don't spoil things for the current team. Don't badmouth or talk poorly about what led to your resignation, what happened, what you didn't like, what you're upset about and bitter about. All of this will only hurt the current team in the long run, and really, it's gonna destroy and damage your current connections there. And you're wanting to leave things better, so why would you ruin what could still be going on, what is still gonna be going on? You know, you're leaving, but that business is still gonna be going. Do you wanna leave them with a sour mouth, a sour taste in their mouth, a sour mouth? try this and this candy. No, <laughs> you're not wanting to do either of those things. You're wanting to leave it good. So as hard as it is, you just got to keep your mouth shut and just keep things very basic when it talks about why you're leaving. You're like, oh, I'm moving on to the next stages in life or I'm going on to new opportunities. I'm headed more in this direction. You know, you don't need to tell them, think back to section one, all these roots. <laughs> you're like, I got... I got these roots. I think that's a song. Uh, but you know, I've got so many problems with this place. That's why I'm leaving. No, they don't need to know that. Stay positive. Stay positive. It will be hard. From there, and kind of the last one within this, you know, you may feel isolated, alone, and be treated differently by everyone in your last few weeks there. This is normal. And yes, it will be uncomfortable. But don't worry, it won't last forever. You're on your way out and losing a person you've worked with for a long time. You know, that's not easy for your coworkers to process and work through. They may find that they wish they could be you and get out of there. So they may be angry or resentful or like your job is going spread out. It's going to many of them. So you're just giving them more work. You know, there's a lot of reasons of why they will not likely want to pour more into their relationship with you. And that's okay. Just try to be compassionate and kind towards them, even if they're not deserving of it. But at the same time, don't get cold feet if they are being overly kind and caring and almost like where you're feeling like, oh man, I didn't realize how nice everybody was. Am I making a mistake? And then you're, you're just backtracking. You're going way back and you're like, no, 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 no. We know, you know that this is the decision. And hey, if they 
were this nice the whole time or if this was this good the whole time, then why are you quitting? We've already gone through all of that. You have the list back at your house in your mind. You're like, you know why this is happening. So overall, the last few weeks in your job after you've given that notice, yes, it will feel like an eternity. You'll be counting down the days like you never have before and will likely be in a weird mix of being excited for your new position, but also wanting to make sure you show the proper and due respect to the place you're leaving. You may also feel sadness. I know a lot of people say that it is bittersweet. And my joke is it's more sweet than bitter, <laughs> which sounds awful. And that is not something you would tell anyone at your work. It's something you would tell your friends or your significant other or your family uh, when it comes to that. But in person, yes, if it makes people feel better, it'd be like, yeah, it's really bittersweet. But, you know, I'm going to miss you guys, but I'm also excited for what's to come. Not telling them that you know, it's just sweet. It's all sweet, sweet and candy for you. Uh, remember though, within all of this, you know, you're wanting to keep the bridges intact as well as keep the connections, the contacts and relationships that you've made. If you've been in a company for years, like you are likely good friends with a lot of these people. And maybe the only reason you're friends with them is because you see them and communicate with them every day at your work. But still like you've built up these relationships. Just because you're leaving, like, yes, you won't see them and your relationship will change. That is going to be a given, but you're not throwing them away as people. It's like, no, I still like you guys. I still am friends with you. I mean, hopefully, and most of the jobs that I've left, like, I am still friends with them. You know, it's nothing personal to the people I've worked with or the bosses in general. It's just like, hey, life's taking me in a different direction. So that's the way I'm going. So you want to keep that in mind. It is so important. I myself have worked with a lot of people especially in like part-time jobs where they just leave everything burning when they're leaving and they're like, I don't care. And maybe they don't even say why, but they don't show up to their shifts. They don't give notice. They get fired. You know, so much bad is happening. I'm like, you will never be able to work for this company again. Myself personally, like I won't back you up if you ever need a connection from me, which <laughs> like you should want a connection from me. Not even being like full of myself, but like the people you work with can give you such good connections and referrals. And, you know, just seeing this and other people I've worked with is like, wow, they did not handle this well. And the flip side of it is that it is so worth leaving things better than when you first got there. And really like within this of like, when can you fully celebrate? We would say that it's not until you've left the office for the last time on your last day that you can then finally give in to all of the utter excitement, the sweetness of the bittersweet, yes, it's sweet, and the celebration of closing out the job and heading towards the next journey ahead of you. And you know what makes this celebrating and the accomplishment even better? Knowing that you left things the best that you could, depending on where you are, and overall better than when you got there. So we hope that that resonates with you well as we now head into our conclusion. All right, and for our conclusion, let's start with our key takeaways. Figure out the main problems and issues you're facing and that are occurring at your current job. Figuring this out will help confirm what's going on, that you know you're not making rash decisions, and that you're setting yourself up to be the best prepared for what's to come in this journey. Once you know the problems at the job and in your position, look through them and come up with solutions that could potentially salvage the job for you. Doing so may show you that your job could be saved and that you may just need to have adjustments added in in order to make it workable. If it seems salvageable, then talk to management and see if it can be fixed. 
If not, you've got confirmation that you're not meant to stay there. From there, if your job is not salvageable, figure out and decide what you want next in your career, your field of work, your position. Add in all that you could ever want from the next job you're getting, even if it may seem a bit unlikely to actually happen and to get. This, though, will help prepare you for the positions that are going to be coming your way and then better knowing which ones to pursue and which ones to deny. Next, once you know what you want in your job, you will need to plan out how you're going to get there, figuring out the steps needed, the requirements that need to be in order, and getting all of your information updated in your resume and professional networks will be important and needed. From there, apply to many job postings and don't be discouraged if it takes some time to hear back and get things going. You'll need to put in steady and weekly recurring work towards getting your next job. The right job is out there for you. It may just take some time to get there. And finally, once you have the offer and your new job lined up, be courteous, respectful, and professional to the employer you're giving notice to. Think about how you'd like to be treated in their position, as well as try to leave things as best you can and better than when you arrived. And from here, let's jump into our challenge. We challenge you to look through and examine how things are going for you in your current job. Even if you're not at the point of quitting or wanting to quit, figuring out areas that could be improved to help the quality of your workday will be super beneficial and worth it. And better yet, planning for the next job you want to have in your career, keeping your resume and professional network up to date is always helpful, even if you don't think you're wanting to leave where you're at. From here, feel free to loop us in and let us know what you learned from this topic, as well as if we can assist you with making your career change or quitting your current job. You know, it can be scary, uncomfortable, and uncertain within this time of your life, and so we'd love to hear from you as well as help you in any way we can. And with that, we are gonna head to our final sign-off. So here we go, you guys. Once you know you're not happy with the job you're in and that you need to leave, you'll be wanting to take action as soon as you can in making a better life for yourself. We've talked about this before, but a majority of your time will be spent at work. If you're not happy there, why are you staying there? Make these decisions as soon as you can. However, knowing when to make the actual decision and decisions of quitting your job will look a bit different for each person but we're confident that if you go through the outline and steps we've provided and talked about today, you'll be in some of the best standings you can be when it comes to approaching this area. It won't be easy to make these big steps and decisions. It will likely be uncomfortable and hard to do, but it'll be worth it in the long run and you'll thank yourself for getting out of your current standings. If you know you need to make a change, make it and make it confidently. That's all for this week. We will talk to you soon and be back next week as well. Have a good day.